Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Nothing About You Says Computer Technology, a podcast about cybersecurity and data privacy viewed through the lens of diverse voices. Today we'll be talking about cybersecurity in the news, and we also have some Protect Your Neck news. Next, we'll take a deeper dive into Apple's announcement related to scanning of phones. And then finally, we'll be handing out a cybersecurity award. I'm your host, Anthony, a cybersecurity, data privacy, and regulatory attorney based in Oklahoma City. While I am a lawyer, I am not your lawyer, and this podcast should not be considered legal advice. Instead, think of this as a conversation between two friends. But if you need legal advice, please, please, please find a local attorney that can help you. So let's turn our attention to some news stories. Our first story comes from Bleeping Computer. Colonial Pipeline is now sending notification letters to people impacted by a data breach that resulted from the ransomware attack on the company in May. The ransomware attackers collected documents containing personal information of 5,810 individuals. The information taken included names, contact information, dates of birth, information from government ID cards such as social security numbers, military ID numbers, tax IDs, and driver's license information, along with health-related information. This attack not only shut down Colonial Pipeline system, but allowed the ransomware to steal large amounts of data. Our next story is a troubling story from InfoSecurity Magazine. According to a study from Philips and CyberMDX, found that almost half of U.S. hospitals have disconnected their network in the past six months due to ransomware. This study is based on interviews of 130 IT and cybersecurity hospital executives. Another finding from the survey is that hospitals are still using legacy technology that are vulnerable to known dangers such as WannaCry and NumPetya. We need to protect our hospitals, and this study is a chilling reminder. Our next story comes from the Washington Post. The Senate's $1 trillion infrastructure bill includes more than $1.9 billion in cybersecurity funds for several important cybersecurity efforts. It includes $21 million in funding for the newly established Office of the National Cyber Director. $1 billion in funding over four years goes to boost state, local, and tribal cybersecurity. In addition, $100 million goes to the Department of Homeland Security to use over five years for helping groups respond to hacks. The $1 billion in funding for state, local, and tribal cybersecurity is sorely needed, and I'm glad that this funding was included. The current bill will provide that at least 80% of the funding goes to local government, and 25% of it goes to rural areas. One of the requirements of the bill is that states and cities have to outline how they plan to spend the money to the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency. Our final story comes from the New York Times. YouTube suspended Senator Rand Paul from posting videos for one week after the senator posted a video that disputes the effectiveness of wearing masks. YouTube said that the video violated the company's policy that bans videos that spread COVID-19 medical misinformation. YouTube's position is that it consistently applies its policy, no matter who the person is. While Senator Paul and some conservatives state that the company is left-leaning and targets conservative views. 
We also have some protect your neck news. During this segment, we talk about current scams you should be aware of and other vulnerabilities that you need to address. Think of this as Patch Tuesday and a cybersecurity incident report rolled all into one. According to research from My One Login, which surveyed 1,000 employees and 1,000 business leaders, found that 85% of employees are reusing passwords across business applications after receiving training. This is compared to 91% of employees that reuse passwords who haven't received any cybersecurity training. What's even more troubling is that 97% of employees know what constitutes a strong password, even though 53% of them admit to not always using a strong password. The employees in the healthcare industry are even more prone to reusing passwords. These findings illustrate how we continue to fail to do the right thing with passwords, despite knowing how important it is. So please, please, please stay safe out there. Or as the Wu-Tang Clan tells us, watch your step, kid, and protect your neck. So now for our main story. Last week, Apple announced a software tool for iPhones to flag cases of child sex abuse. Apple is including the tool in its newest software updates. The tool scans an iPhone for code linked to a database of known child exploitation photos. Once there are a certain number of matches, an Apple employee will review the photos before alerting the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. While the software does not look at the picture, there has been some criticism that Apple was potentially creating a dangerous precedent that allows surveillance-heavy countries to pass laws that would require the company to use this technology for other purposes, such as scanning for political images that are unfavorable to the government. In response, Apple explained that the new system will not scan people's private iPhone photo libraries, and the matching technology will not work if people don't make backups to iCloud. Apple has said that it will refuse any government request to search for things other than child pornography and that its system offers more privacy protections than other tech platforms. Critics have said that Apple's announcement will only move predators to switching to other platforms. Others have said that there is no guarantee for transparency about what items are on that list that Apple is using to match photos. This announcement continues the debate on privacy versus security, and the protection of children. Our final segment today is our Cybersecurity Award. This week, I have one award that I want to hand out, and it's the Cameron UMAT Award. In 2003, rapper Cameron was an unlikely guest on the television show The O'Reilly Factor with conservative commentator Bill O'Reilly. One of the most memorable moments of the debate was Cameron telling O'Reilly, You mad, you mad over and over again because O'Reilly was losing the debate. Last week, the MyPillow CEO hosted a cyber symposium. Commentators have pointed out that the event was filled with false claims on election security. Instead of presenting evidence, commentators stated that the claims made absolutely no sense. I guess they were just mad. Thank you so much for joining us today on Nothing About You Says Computer Technology. Please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. You can also visit the show's website at nothingaboutyou.com. 
I'm your host, Anthony, and I'll see everyone next week.